SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Friday, October 14th. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls, 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. You can email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and Fire away. Bears offense remains in hibernation. Rivera says blame him. Piling on in Cleveland, making striders in Atlanta. Uh, top five NFL trends for the weekend. Top ten college football trends for the weekend. Uh, losing despite winning. Perfect day of strikeouts. And the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and, of course, opposite picks on this uh, fastest hour in Sports Grid Radio history. Uh, what's going on, LLs? How are you, my friends? Uh, prime video there with the call on the uh, Jones muff punt that allowed the uh, Redskins Potato Commanders, in essence, to win the football game. And then uh, the Alvarez uh, two-run homework, TBS, with the call there as he does it again for the second straight day. Wow, it's amazing. Now, this game in the sixth inning, not the bottom of the ninth, uh, but still, uh, the Seattle Mariners are that close to being 2-0 up in this series. Instead, they're they're down too, love. It's amazing how just the one or two things little turn, and uh, that's the difference between winning and losing. So, uh, Jordan Alvarez, uh, the hero so far for the uh, Houston Astros. Carlos Correa, who? Who's he, right? Uh, a little Monday, a little Thursday night football last night. A little, little snooze fest. I tell you what, back-to-back Thursday debacles here between the Colts and the Broncos last Thursday. And now this game, one touchdown. Check that. Two touchdowns combined in, in two games. Uh, you, you darn near had back-to-back games of no touchdowns being scored in these Thursday night games after having a 12-9 no-touchdown game last Thursday. Man, just ugly football. Uh, one offense worse than the other. One quarterback worse than the other. At least the commanders had the excuse of a couple of their uh, key wide receivers and running backs were out. So that played uh, two wide receivers anyway. That played a role, you know, maybe in their offense being as bad as it was. But the Bears, there's no excuse. I tell you, right now, Justin Fields sucks. He, he is awful. And I'll tell you, you know, more than anything else, I don't know if it was just me or uh, there's something to this. Now, two guys, I've long said this, two guys I want on my football field to maintain their composure, no matter what it is going on, good, bad, and different, the head coach and the quarterback, right? I don't like these head coaches that are rah-rah head coaches. Let the coordinators be that. I, I want the head coach to remain calm, cool, and collective. This way he knows what he's doing on fourth down. He knows, in fact, he knows what he's doing on third down when, it goes, when it's going to be a fourth down, right? Same thing with the quarterback. You know, the Baker Mayfield's running down to feel like a girl after a touchdown pass. I always hated that. We always made fun of him for, for doing that with his arms sprawling all over. The, what is that, anyway? I told you that, guys. So... I want the quarterback to remain calm. You know, good news, bad news. But I tell you, he took it to another level last night, Justin Fields. He really did. You know, and it's as I'm watching that game as a Dolphins fan, and I'm wondering when some spotter 
is going to, you know, signal down and say, get him out of there because he doesn't look right. Because he got banged up. I mean, every other play he was getting hit, whether it was his leg, whether it was his shoulder. Uh, you know, somewhere along the line, I was waiting for some spotter to say, you know what? He's concussed because he's not looking right. He, he's got this blank stare in his face. I mean, the world is falling apart around him, and he's not showing any emotion. I mean, none. Calm, cool, collected. They had a shot at him. It was a big fourth down in the fourth quarter. About five minutes or so left. Not their last possession, but the possession before that. Fourth and then uh, 16, he throws it over the middle right in the guy's hands. I mean, right in his hands. Probably would have been a first down if he would have lunged forward, but he drops the football. And they showed Fields face as he's throwing the ball and, and seeing his reaction. So it wasn't even like a cut back to him. Man, you would have never have known if it was a completion or not. Just an absolute blank stare. And I'm like, wow. How don't you have any kind of reaction? I mean, the guy just dropped the football. This might be your last time of having the ball in order to win the game. And you don't have a crack, not a smile, not a flinch, not a disgust, not a nothing. I mean, it's like he was just standing there and he didn't even throw the ball. And there was a few times like that last night. I mean, very weird. He had, he can't be that cool and collected. He can't be, right? I mean, there's got to be something wrong. So, again, you know, it goes back to he got banged up pretty good. And I was waiting for those, uh, you know, striker flaggers there uh, to spotters to, to signal down and say, nope, get him out of the game because he looks starry-eyed. There's something's wrong. And if you do that, then he's out of the game for good. They, they have to change that rule. They really do. You, you know, if you just think maybe he's hurt, that means he's out of the game, even if he's not. I mean, how really stupid is that, right? All right, just getting underway. Opposite Pick, Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, imagine had they lost the football game. That was after a win. <laughs> they were peppering him on uh, the Carson Wentz situation. Wow. Welcome back. It's Ops Picks right here on uh, Sports Grid Radio. Commanders uh, with the uh, the tape there. Press conference stuff uh, from last night after the game. Not before the game, but after the game. So the uh, story, uh, I guess the four-letter network put out a story last night saying that it was the owner, Daniel Snyder, that pushed for the Carson Wentz trade, not the head coach, Ron Rivera. So first up was Wentz saying, well, you know what, I don't have an opinion on that. How don't you have an opinion on that? Again, we talked about this earlier in the week about how these coaches and players are just silenced by the shield. It's amazing. You know, some of the worst calls in the history of officiating, and uh, both head coaches are like, well, it is what it is. What are you going to do. I mean, meanwhile, the whole world is yelling and screaming, and the head coaches are just kind of poo-pooing it. Now you get a player who uh, has a, a rift between the owner and the uh, head coach on who wanted to acquire him, who didn't, after being called out, in essence, by the head coach, whether it was a mistake or taken out of context, whatever. You have to have an opinion on it. You can't just say that I don't have an opinion on it. Well, what do you mean you don't have an opinion on it? Are you awake? Hello? Anybody home there in the Wentz family? Um, you know, 
Say it doesn't say it doesn't matter who won the to trade for me. I'm here. You know what? To say uh, whether the head coach wanted me or not, uh, I'm working with the head coach and the offensive coordinator, and and so be it. And say uh, we're going to have a new owner now anyway. What's the difference? Say we're going to have a new head coach at the end of the year. What's the difference? Right? You got to say something. And then Rivera, you know, being asked about it. Listen, you open up this can of worms. And I never defend the media, and they probably did take him out of context, but he's been dealing with the media a long time, whether as a head coach or a player. And when you just have that, you know, why aren't you guys any better in essence, and you say the quarterback, and then there's the pregnant pause, and then you go on to explain it. It wasn't, well, it's the quarterback because he hasn't been here very long. No, the answer was it's the quarterback. Pause. And then kind of like, oh, what did I just say? Let me explain this. You know, he hasn't been here that long and blah, 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 blah. You don't need to be there that long. It's 2022. These offenses are not that sophisticated. You got three wide receivers. They're all The pass patterns are all five yards and out. No one's throwing the ball deep. It's not that difficult. One training camp in five games is plenty enough time to get your feet wet and be able to perform. So uh, they created this mess in Washington. And in some ways you feel sorry for Rivera, but other ways... Listen, shouldn't have said what you said. Just say we're a young team. We're still gelling. Everything's got to get back together, blah, 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 blah. You know, guy catches a couple of footballs. We win the game on Sunday against Tennessee. Breaks don't go our way, blah, blah, blah. You know, figure out something. You, you don't just uh, pencil it in as the quarterback. So, and again, that that all came after a win. Could you imagine had they lost last night and, and fell to one and five? Well, what an ugly game. That Bears offense. So, like I said, uh, back to, um, you know, Justin Fields. Something's not right. And last night's like a good example because he was getting beat up. To his credit, he was getting up. They were helping him up literally off the ground, whether it was his shoulder, whether it was his ankle, whether it was his knee. Uh, his knee buckled uh, you know, badly one time. And I could easily see a spotter saying, well, this, this doesn't look right. You know, he's showing no emotion at all on his face. He's getting banged up, thrown to the ground. You know, there's got to be a buffer where the spotter can say, you know, take the guy off the field and just take a look at him. I'm up in the press box. You know, I'm literally 200 feet away. It doesn't look good, but it doesn't look like he definitely has a concussion. But can you at least take him out a play or two and check him out? Instead, that's not there. As soon as one of those spotters feels like he's hurt, he's out of the game, and that's it. And just like with Teddy Bridgewater this past week for Miami, even if he doesn't have a concussion, even if they screwed up, well, he can't go back in the game because those are the rules. Once you're pulled out, that's it uh, for a concussion. That that's that's dumb. You know they, they have to change that. Um, you know what happened in Miami three weeks ago when he was medically cleared to go back in the game and did go back in the game against uh, Baltimore, or Buffalo, rather, and played well. And he won the game. So um, I, I don't I don't know. There's got to be a better system than what there is right now because we're going to get into a playoff game. This is the biggest fear. And, you know, pick a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Joe Schmo. You know, he's got to get banged up. There's going to be some spotter that says, oh, he's. I think he's got a concussion. i got to side with the, the caution. And he's going to yank out of the game. And he's, he's just going to be, you know, just a little, uh, you know, a little ticked off or just, you know, uh, his, his leg gave out or something like that where you think it's going to be a concussion where it's really the knee being hurt or something. Um, and he's not going to be allowed back in the game. That you can't have that. You you just can't have that. As sooner or later, the NFL is going to realize that. Uh, you got 
give them a week or two. You know, the NFL is so slow motion. It's amazing. But I, I would be very surprised if they didn't change those rules by the end of the year and, and just say, listen, if a spotter pulls you out, you have to you know, go through the concussion protocol. You have to go into tent and you really, really, really have to say, listen, I'm, I'm OK. That was nothing because you can't throw the guy out of the game based on speculation. Uh, baseball this afternoon. Uh, you got the three games. You got the Stanky game starting at the what was it one o'clock or two o'clock? I think it's one. Let me just double check. Uh, they rained out last night. It is poor here in New York, so I don't think they would have been able to get the game underway. Yeah, one o'clock. So uh, gets underway in about uh, two hours. You got Stanks hosting the Guardians. Uh, Cortez on the hill for the Yanks, and you got Bieber on the hill for the uh, the uh, uh, Guardians. And then they got four thirty. So three and a half hours later, should be able to watch the entire Yankee game. You got Phillies and Braves, and then at 8.30, you got Dodgers and Padres. So three games all in their entirety, uh, no overlapping uh, whatsoever, barring, you know, extra, extra, extra innings. Two and oh yesterday with our strikeout props. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Oh, we are just kicking ass. Any thought, I mean any thought, of giving up the strikeout props in the postseason because I don't know why, but because what the relievers are going to come in a little bit earlier. I guess that was the biggest concern. Man, we are uh, four and one Tuesday, three and one Wednesday, two and zero oh yesterday. We are now nine and two, nine and two this week with our strikeout props. Oh, this is like taking candy from a baby. We got three games today. We got six pitchers we could play on if we want to. So far, FanDuel doesn't have a lineup for Spencer Strider, who the Braves announced this morning is going to get the start in game three. Little interesting, you know, they, they had a decision to make here. They're going to go with Strider in game three. Now, normally that would be no big deal, but the guy hasn't pitched since September 18th due to a uh, oblique issue, uh, basically shoulder issue, right? So, um, you know, you kind of rolling the dice here. It's been three weeks since he's pitched. But I, I guess the Braves are saying we'll throw him in game three, not game four. Because game three, even if we lose, we're still alive for game four. And they're probably saying somewhere along the line, we're going to need Spencer Strider if we want to win a World Series. But they could have started Morton today and then come back with Max Freed on three days rest for game four. Remember, he got roughed up in game one, only threw 61 pitches. So he probably could come back, in essence, with a full day's, you know, full uh, rest period because he only threw the 61 pitches. They could have done that, but again, you got to start striking, I suppose, somewhere along the line. I guess they figured better in a game three than a game one of the next series. Interesting. I, I don't think I would have. I would have started Morton today. All right, opposite picks we got. We got our parlay plays. We got our strikeout props all coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks 844-843-6879. Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski uh, acknowledging that the Sean Watson is now allowed back in the building. I guess there's a certain period of time on the suspension. After five weeks of an 11-game suspension, you could come back. That's kind of weird. And then uh, Mike McDaniel on uh, two of tags out this week. 
hasn't been on the field, but now he's allowed on the field. The Dolphins don't even know. I, I, I tell you what, 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 what a crazy organization, right? There's some reports that say he hasn't picked up a football. Uh, we heard uh, McDaniel earlier in the week say, nope, he hasn't thrown a football, hasn't picked up a football, hasn't been on the field. And now a day later, he's saying, no, actually, he's been on the field. He's throwing a little bit. He's allowed to do that. He means today, this week, tomorrow. They don't know if they're coming or going. They took the ping pong table out of the room. Uh, they brought it in the room three weeks ago. They've taken it out of the room three weeks later. Uh, Tyree Kill has taken it out, and then McDaniel telling the world it's all because, you know, the guys are being leaders, this, that, whatever, and it's good to show who's in charge. And then we get quotes from Tyree Kill yesterday saying, well, he took it out because he needed to get a better one. <laughs> what is going on? It's like they didn't take it out because he wanted to show leadership or it was a distraction or whatever the case may be. Now, is he was he lying about that? I don't know why he would be lying about something goofy like that. I mean, what? What a dopey organization. It's sad. It's hard being a Dolphins fan. Uh, the line has dropped down to three for some reason or another. I, I don't quite get it. With a third-string quarterback, I guess because he'll, there was questions on whether Hill would be able to play, and now it looks like he will. But, man, you'd have to be nuts to put your hard-earned American money on uh, Miami this weekend. You may not bet the, the Vikings, but to think you're going to sit there and bet uh, Minnesota, uh, bet, bet Miami, rather, crazy, crazy. All right, strikeout props. Uh, yesterday, over Valdez, winner over Castillo, winner. Cha-ching, uh, one had six, one had seven, so two and oh. Our pyramid plays, uh, best strikeout prop, we gave you Valdez. That was a winner. NHL, we gave you Vegas laying a goal and a half against stinking Chicago. Would you believe Vegas won but won nothing? Unbelievable. You know, you go against a team laying a goal and a half, and that team gets shut out. You think your chances are pretty damn good that you're going to win that game, right? Nope. One stinking nothing. All right, uh, Blackhawks uh, cover the spread, so we lose. Uh, Chicago Bull or Bulls, Bears <clears throat> cover uh, the – no, they lose the, the point one, getting a point. And then uh, Baylor laying three and a half, uh, we lost that one too. So one and three with our pyramid plays uh, yesterday. We'll bounce back today. Uh, we made it back with our strikeout, guys. So we got six guys today. <clears throat> We're going to go Bieber, five and a half. His number, obviously, is six. Uh, he's 13-4 and four since July 1st, getting six strikeouts or more. First start against the Stankies this year. Got to play him over. Nestor Cortez for the Stanks, four and a half. He's six and five since the All-Star break, and Cleveland's not a great strikeout team, so I I'm leaning towards not playing him, but... Two starts against uh, the Guardians, six strikeouts and eight. Two and oh. I'll play him. No yard line yet on Spencer Strider. Aaron Nola, Philadelphia, six and a half. Strikeouts number, obviously we need seven. He's 12 and five since July 1st, getting seven strikeouts. 12 of his 17 starts. And against the Braves, who are one of the worst strikeout teams, as we always tell you, second worst. Get a load of this. Five starts against the Braves. Eight, eight, seven, ten, eight strikeouts. And now the number is six and a half. Juiced a little bit, minus 140. Get in now. Pull over side of the road play. It's going to go to seven and a half. And, uh, you know, while the one strikeout doesn't seem like that big a deal, especially since he's had, you know, eight or more in four of his five starts, uh, you never... Uh, I'd rather lay the 140 uh, at six and a half than uh, get it at seven and a half plus odds. You'd be surprised how close they do come. So, Aaron Nola, six and a half. 
Tony Gonsolin, uh, late game Dodgers, three and a half plus 124. Interesting numbers on Tony. He's six and five since July 1st, getting four strikeouts. So, you know, we're, we're hemming and hawing on that. Before that, though, he's 11 and 0. Yeah. 11 straight starts of getting four strikeouts or more earlier on in the year. So he clearly was not the same pitcher strikeout-wise later in the season. He's faced the uh, the Padres. I got him, uh, you know what, I put Phillies. Did I make a mistake on that? I put uh, one time. Let me see. We can go back to that real quickly. Gonsolin against San Diego, not Philadelphia, Scott. Uh, he has uh, six, eight. Yikes. Um, six and eight. All right. So, you know what? Even though most of those came earlier in the season, uh, we're still going to do it. Uh, we'll, we'll play Gonsolin. Why not? Uh, plus odds, I'll take it. And then Blake Snell, six and a half for the Padres. So his number is seven. He's uh, got seven strikeouts, nine of his last 14 starts, nine and five. Two starts against the Padres this year, 12, which is nice, and six. So we'll play them all, uh, and we'll see what the what line they give us with Strider. Why not? $10 parlay will bump Bieber up from five and a half to seven. That's two to one odds. And we'll bump Nola up from six and a half. We'll get greedy. Uh, we'll go from six and a half to nine at plus 245. $10 parlay pays you 100 bucks. If Bieber gets seven and Nola gets the nine. You want to go Nola eight, uh, then it would drop it down to $60 if you want to. But we're up in this category, uh, like 200 bucks. So you know what? Maybe you could put two. If you want to put Bieber seven and Nola eight and then a Bieber seven and Nola nine, go ahead and do that. I, I think they hit. So we're in uh, pretty good shape. Our pyramid plays. Best play, uh, listen, I can get the Dodgers minus 125 with a pitcher who's like 18-1. and one. Where do I sign? Best strikeout guy, I uh, got to go with Noah 6.5. Uh, with, with those numbers, you know, 12-5, and five, and then, uh, you know, five games against Atlanta all going over, absolutely. Best hockey play tonight, Winnipeg, minus 120 versus the Rangers. Winnipeg, this is their first game. Rangers, it's their third game in four nights, so you're going to get the backup goaltender. Like that a lot. College football, we got two games tonight. Best play, I'll take Navy plus the 13 at SMU. All right, you're all set. 844-843-6879. We got opposite picks, and we got the NFL trends and the college football trends coming up. First up, Dom from East Rochester. What's going on, Dom? How are you this morning? Good morning, Scotty. How are you? Eh, not too bad. How are you tonight? Today? I, was I got say tonight. good things. I got three. I got three cookies uh, today. Uh, hard to believe that anybody could have uh, more nonsense in their locker room than the Browns. But uh, your <laughs> Dolphins are giving Washington. it a go. <laughs> yeah, Dolphins and Washington both they're, are giving it a go. Yeah, they're giving it a go. I mean, nobody's there yet, but they're working on it. Uh, <laughs> second thing, Scotty, is uh, I hope that the MLB is happy now. You and I went over this last night. You know, they want the Yankees in Boston, of course, in prime time, prime time, prime time. And they got the Yankees now at 1 o'clock on a Friday afternoon because yep. they screwed up the scheduling right from the start. Third thing, Scotty, is you got a prime time game. Uh, uh, you got a... Uh, 
30-30 score in the uh, middle of the third quarter. It's a, you know, a, a terrific game for spectators. You got Brady against uh, the, the the goofball from uh, 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 Rogers. Green Bay. Okay, Rogers. Rogers. Okay, and uh, and Brady's a little wobbly. Okay, and this guy yeah. is going to say, "Okay, Brady, you're out. That's it. You're done." Oh yeah, this this I got to see, right? Yeah. You're right. I mean, yeah, and, oh, excuse me. And that that's that that's the worst case scenario. I mean, that's what Bridgewater should have done on Sunday when he was taken out of the game with without a concussion. Really, I mean, someone somebody has to be yelling and screaming on the field, like throwing her arms up in the air, saying, "What are you doing? I'm okay." And then this and that. Uh, <clears throat> as I mentioned before, there's got to be some kind of barrier. There's got to be the ability of to take the guy off the field because you're not sure. And you, you want to be certain. You don't want to, you know, risk injury here with a concussion. But if you do take him off the field, it can't be 100%. All right, as soon as you're taken off the field with a concussion, you can't go back in anymore. That that That's just <laughs> idiotic. You know, you, just, you can't have that. Yeah. And, and, Scotty, you and I over the years have been one and two, doesn't matter who is who, in the conspiracy theories. And, uh, yep. you know, we've talked about – you know, you you can buy a coach or you can buy a quarterback. Or, but, you know, now all you got to do is buy this, uh, what the hell do you call this guy? You know, you got to yeah, pay this guy off. <laughs> yeah, get him out of the game. Yeah, you buy off the spotter. Uh, that's uh, a good good call, Don. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's no longer paying off the official or the head coach or the star quarterback. Now you're buying off the spotters. <laughs> Unbelievable. Opposite picks, more phone calls, trends coming up as well next here on Opposite Picks Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. SOLs know what that music means. Time to take out those pad and pencils. Get set for the fastest, but more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio. Opposite picks. What are opposite picks and newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, systems, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Ah, here we go. Back on board with a little college football seven-pack all tomorrow. Uh, Going to start with Colorado plus 15.5 versus Cal. <clears throat> Coaches fired system in play. That's right. Don't forget, Colorado fired their head coach two weeks ago. First game under interim head coach Mike Sanford. Might as well be Sanford and Son with this ragtag bunch of bums, but a system is a system, Scott. Colorado's been outscored 216 to 67, going 0 and 5 with every loss coming up by 23 points or more. And now I'm only getting 15 and a half. Yes, but a system is a system. And besides, Cal's just 2 and 5 as road favorites anyway. Love Colorado with a system play. Ah, give me Cal minus the 15 and a half. Pick number two, Georgia laying 38.5 versus Vandy. Bulldogs have pummeled Vandy the last four meetings by a combined 178 to 33. 
Yikes. And why should this year be any different? Georgia, one of the best teams in the country. Vandy, one of the worst. Bama drilled the Vandy by 52 earlier this year. Georgia should have no issues putting 40-plus on them. Love Georgia here at home laying 38 and a half. Uh, give me Vandy plus the 38 and a half. Pick number three, Illinois plus six and a half versus Minnesota. Ah, the boys in Vegas' dyslexia is kicking in again. They have it backwards. Wrong team is favored. It's Illinois that's five and one. Minnesota only four and one. It's Illinois that's in first place in the West Division of the Big Ten. Minnesota tied for fourth. It's Illinois the home team. Minnesota the road team. It's Illinois that won last year's game in Minnesota 14-6. And it's Illinois that's won four straight. Love the Illini at home getting nearly a touchdown? Uh, give me Minnesota. Uh, minus six and a half. Pick number four, Tennessee plus seven versus Alabama. Yeah, the tide of home this series says you have to go all the way back to the Philip Fulmer days, the last time the Vols beat the Tide and David Shula. Remember that? Uh, tide has also covered five of the last six meetings against Tennessee. But this is a different Tennessee team. They're ranked in the top ten. Bama has shown they're not that invincible force, barely beating Texas and Texas A&M. They are beatable, and they're only four and five against the spread their last nine road games. Love Tennessee getting a full touchdown. Uh, give me Alabama, uh, minus the seven. Pick number five, TCU laying three and a half against uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, amazing, isn't it? Big 12 showdown, and it doesn't include Oklahoma, Texas, or even Baylor. Go figure. How about undefeated TCU hosting 5-0 Okie State? Home team, TCU has won and covered the last four meetings, including last year when Oklahoma State embarrassed TCU 63-17. I know you have a new head coach at TCU, but don't think for a second these kids won't be reminded of that beatdown. TCU, Sonny Dykes, 5-0 straight up, 4-0-1 against the spread this year. They win and they cover the smartest number. Love TCU. Uh, give me Oklahoma State plus the three and a half. Pick number six, Utah State laid 11 and a half at Colorado State. Rams won their first game after five losses last week, but back to reality this week, they stink. They are an ugly, money-burning, bookie-busy, signaling, computer-freezing 1-10 against the spread their last 11 games, obviously dating back to last year. This Colorado State team lost to Sacramento State by 31 at home. They're more than capable of getting drilled by a Utah State team that uh, might be finally living up to its preseason hype. Love Utah State here. Uh, give me Colorado State plus the 11 and a half. Final pick, Notre Dame laying 17 and a half versus Stanford. Hard to believe the Stanford team was a single-digit dog to USC earlier in the year, but the boys in Vegas have finally caught on. This club stinks. Uh, they are 1-11 and against the spread its last 12 games, again, dating back to last year. Irish, after slow start, turned it around. Three straight wins, and they have no problem running up the score on Stanford, winning their last three meetings by at least 21 points. I got an Irish team that's rolling. I got Irish history on my side. I got Stanford on a 1-11 against the spread slide. I mean, you'd have to be the biggest bird brain, butthead, meathead, fathead, imbecile, simpleton, moron, dork, schmuck, klutz, clown, mid mental midget, jerk, jackass in the world to put American money on Stanford. Uh, give me Stanford plus the 17 and a half. Opposite pick, seven-pack college football. We'll start with Cal laying 15 and a half against Colorado despite our coach's fired system. Vandy plus 38 and a half against Georgia. 
Minnesota laying six and a half at Illinois. Alabama laying seven at Tennessee. Oklahoma State getting three and a half against TCU. Colorado State uh, getting 11 and a half versus Utah State. And Stanford plus 17 and a half against Notre Dame. Opposite picks for a Friday, October 14th. Good luck, folks. And there you go. Uh, and that uh, is uh, posted on the front page of the website, as we always do, uh, Monday through Friday, uh, Saturday as well. So uh, you're all set for a little college football. It's a beautiful thing. All right, we got college football trends, and we got NFL trends to get to as well, plus our, peer, our, our uh, uh, open parlays and our new system. Betting uh, against the Blackhawks. See, again, as soon as you get greedy with this stuff, we laid the run and a half. They lose by one. We should have just laid the you know the minus 330. The only problem is you're going to lay $100 to win 30 bucks. But again, when you're doing it six times, you should just... I, I just thought that was the perfect spot, though. Colorado played, uh, or the Chicago played at Colorado the night before. Las Vegas was off. I mean, it really was the perfect storm to have uh, Chicago lose by two goals or more. And uh, stinking one nothing. Couldn't get a second goal. Oh, boy, you, you tell the world that Chicago's going to get shut out. You would think 99 times out of 100, they would lose by at least two goals. And last night, not the case. Man, amazing. Uh, TK in, uh, in Florida. Welcome to Opposite Picks, TK. What's up, bud? Scotty, how are you, brother? Scotty, would it shock Good, you if for the third week in a row we had a spotter uh Implement themselves into a Miami Dolphin football game. I mean, really, would it shock you at this point? It really would. It's almost like they're punishing the Dolphins for what they did with Tua against Cincinnati, allowing them back in the game, or really Buffalo, allowing them back in the game. Right? The, the, the spiders, the spiders out there are saying, "All right, you know what? You created this mess for us. Uh, you know, we got blamed for allowing him back in or not realizing it, but you know, we're, we're going to get you." So. I don't know who the backup quarterback is for the Dolphins this week if it's not going to be Tua. Uh, or I guess Teddy Bridgewater's okay to suit up but not play, as we discussed on the podcast, which makes no sense. And that makes no sense to me, Scotty. Is that Mike McDaniel admitting to the fan base, admitting to his team, that he feels more confident in a seventh-round, no-name rookie quarterback than a 10-year vet in Teddy Bridgewater? Make sense of that. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, you know, and it shows me that he doesn't have the courage and backbone to stand up to the media and the scrutiny in case Teddy gets hurt. That that's what it really shows me. Like, you know what? After we got criticized with Tua, I'm not going to let that happen again. And even though reports say he really didn't have a concussion, I'm not gonna not gonna play him uh, because I don't want to deal with the, the nonsense. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's he's dealing with ping pong Reading tables of- in his in his uh, locker room. Well, yeah, and the story goes there, and you mentioned it briefly. This, I, I don't understand this coach. Uh, uh, Tyreek got rid of the old one because it was broken. He ordered a customized one that is being delivered literally this weekend where they're going to pick up their ping-pong tournament back up. And I don't know what this coach is. Either he's clueless <laughs> of what's going on in his locker room or he's just a liar. I, I don't get it. I don't understand what this ping-pong gate all of a sudden. Yeah, so, so it's – so it's to that extent, like they, I knew he was ordering a better one, but I didn't read much more into it than that. So it is like he's yeah. not joking about that. It's so we got a head coach who's coming out trying to hop praise on the team for getting rid of yes. a distraction in his eyes. And when in reality, it's like, yes. no, coach, we're not getting rid of this thing. What are you talking about? It's broke. We need a new one. I mean, how clueless is Mike McDaniel? I mean, does he have any grasp at that locker room at all? Does he know what's going on at all? 
No, he doesn't. You and I both know that. He's coach nerd. Anyways, real quick, I'll end with this. I don't know if you heard yesterday in practice. Apparently, the story goes there was an errant throw. This is just perfect. An errant throw by Skylar uh, Thompson that hit Tua in the head on the sideline. No. Can you imagine if we knocked this guy right back into concussion <laughs> protocol? <laughs> That can't be. That can't be true. Apparently he's okay, but but uh, yeah, it just uh, the black cloud that is over this franchise, man. It would just be perfect to knock him right back in the concussion protocol. Scotty, I'll hang up and listen. By the way, don't be a hypocrite. Coach's firing system. I want your money on the Carolina Panthers this weekend. See ya. Uh, it's you know what it's gonna be. I like Carolina this weekend. I, you know what PJ Walker, the the backup quarterback there, who's only there because of uh, you know the previous head coach. He's probably better than Baker. Probably better than Sam Darnold. So why not? Who are the Rams be laying ten? I am. I, I like Carolina. Uh, it's funny. It, it's sad. It really. If that's true, that, that Skylar Thompson threw ball and Tua wasn't paying attention and it hit him in the head. I gotta tell you. That that's going to hurt. Uh, if he really has a concussion or is trying to get over one and you get clocked in the head with a football that's thrown 20 yards, 30 yards, 10 yards, whatever, I mean, these quarterbacks have guns for arms. Oh, uh, that would be too funny. That, that really would just be too sad. It's just so fitting for the Dolphins. And then you got a head coach who's saying he's not on the field, then he actually is on the field. He's not practicing. He is practicing. We got a ping pong table gate. Uh, he's telling the world how proud he is of his teammates. Meanwhile, here's Tyree Kill getting a brand new ping pong table. What a man. Yeah, you go ahead and you put American money on Miami this week. All right, open parlay. Uh, we hit with the Astros yesterday. I got a little lucky, obviously, but we won 64 bucks if you risked 100. So leg number two, uh, we're going to go $164. We'll roll it over on the Dodgers, minus 126. Listen, anytime I can get the Dodgers in a big-time game, uh, laying less than uh, you know a buck fifty, buck sixty. Where where do I sign? So uh, give me the Dodgers, one hundred sixty four on FanDuel to win one hundred and thirty. Leg number two of our open parlay. We hit with the Flyers last night with our twenty five dollar underdog open parlay. So you know what we're doing with these since we haven't won one of these. We'll take the twenty five dollar initial bet out. We won twenty eight, so we got three dollars. Uh, so we got the twenty eight dollars that we won. We're gonna put that on the Atlanta Braves minus one hundred four. Not technically an underdog, but they are, you know, Phillies, you have to lay a little bit more. So compared to the Phillies, they're an underdog. You're not getting odds, but we'll take it. And anytime I can get the Braves, same thing in a big-time game. Um, why not? Yeah, so we got $28 on Atlanta at minus 104 to win 27, leg number two of our uh, underdog open parlay. And again, we're yanking the original $25 bet out because we haven't had a winner in one of these, and uh, it's getting a little pricey here. So, uh, And then, as I mentioned, we lost with the uh, the Blackhawks-Vegas uh, one. Uh, unbelievable. So the Blackhawks are off tonight, so we'll wait for them. over the If they're playing over the weekend, uh, go 100 hours against Chicago. We'll go straight money line bet. We won't worry about the, uh, the goal and a half even though no doubt they'll lose by five goals. All right, <clears throat> All right we got to get a break in here, but we have our top uh, NFL trends. We have uh, five good ones. Uh, we got the coaches fired system in play for both college football and the NFL, and then we will run down uh, 10 college football trends that I like a lot as well. So don't go anywhere. Keep the dial right where it is. Trends, trends, and uh, Vegas picks for the weekend all coming up next right here, Ops Picks Sports Good Radio. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, here we go. Favorite NFL trends. We're 8-7. A little setback last week going 1-4. and four. Uh, First up, in no particular order, Jacksonville against the Colts. 13-1-1 one one of the Jaguars against the spread. Last 15 against Indy. How about Indy? Under, same game. Colts on a 10-0 under run. How about under Cincinnati, New Orleans? Bengals on a 10-0 under run. Obviously going back to last year. Uh, Packers laying a 7 against the Jets. Green Bay 10-1 straight up and against the spread after a loss under head coach Matt LaFleur. And uh, you want to go Kansas City with Mahomes against Buffalo getting 2.5. Mahomes 9-0 against the spread as an underdog. Coach's fire system is in play. Little bonus is Carolina fired uh, their head coach, obviously, this week, Matt rule. Uh, Steve Wilkes takes over. He was 3-13 straight up, 7-8-1 in his one year as head coach Arizona back in 2018, but grabbed Carolina plus the 10. I do actually like them. College football trends, 4-5-1 uh, over the last two weeks. Here we go. Under 55.5, Miss Auburn. Miss 15-5 under the last 20 games. Got to grab Kansas, plus the 9 against Oklahoma. Kansas on a nice O, or check that, 8-0-1 against the spread run dating back to last year. Over 63 and a half Charlotte UAB. Charlotte 9 and 1 over last 10. Oklahoma State plus the three and a half against TCU. Okie State 15 and 5 against the spread last 20 games. How about over 66 and a half NIU Eastern Michigan? NIU on a nice 7 and 0 overrun. How about even better than that? 55 and a half Rice Florida Atlantic. Rice on a 9 and 0 overrun. I gave you Utah State. I uh, gave you Notre Dame numbers. Uh, Cardinal uh, Stanford, 1-11 against the spread. How about Washington State, plus 3.5 at Oregon State. Washington State, 12-2 against the spread last 14 games against uh, FBS football teams. And we got the coaches fired system. Colorado, plus 15.5, hosting Cal. So you are set. We'll post all that stuff on the college football and NFL page on my website, opsandpicks.com. Football full circle, Lee C. and Stevens coming up next. Enjoy your day, folks. We'll talk to you later on tonight.